Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Last week, Bill and I were sharing with you a bit of a storm with his pneumonia and also with the at the same time his health was plummeting his lungs were flooding the retreat center where our soul shepherding retreat was going to be was also flooding and we had less than 12 hours to pivot and find a new new location at the same time we were um, letting go equipping other leaders to lead it and we just want to come come together and just give testimony and just praise to the lord for his uh, incredible provision and goodness and faithfulness. And I just got back from getting to be day four of that retreat. And I had the opportunity and the blessing to get to go and be with that community of 40 pastors and leaders and uh, people training to be spiritual directors. And it was such a joy, Bill, just to enter that room and to see our friends and people we've come to just dearly love. I had been really grieving that I wasn't able to be with them on this retreat, uh, although I chose and wanted to be caring for you um, at home and didn't want to leave your side, wanted to make sure you were well cared for and safe, uh, and also wanted to make sure I truly was healthy so I didn't expose anybody on retreat. But it was just such a joy to have been healthy now for you know four days myself or five days myself and strong, and for you to be able to be left for me to go and be with them. And as I just walked in that room, I was just so impressed with the bond between them all. And people just flooded me with with just with just words of gratitude for the leaders that um, we sent in in our place to lead this retreat. And they're like, it has been so rich. And wow, they are just such incredible leaders and ministers. And it was clear that everyone's souls were being well fed and really ministered to. And even in the midst of all the last minute stresses of coming in the midst of storms and floods, people came in faith anyway and pivots and we're, we ended up meeting at a church and using Airbnbs and um, you sure wouldn't know it. There's just the joy on people's faces today. I get to be there for more than half the day and it reminded me, Bill, of the testimonies we got for the last retreat that that we led recently in Texas. And remember one one person saying, this is an articulation on their survey, living in community with others who are on the same journey is healing. I've received encouragement and empathy. I'm headed home feeling seen and loved. Another person said, being with like-minded believers that have become family on these retreats, it's always a treat to unite again at each retreat. It's like a joyful reunion. And it's such a blessing to be invited and encouraged to just come and stop and lean into times like this with Jesus and his people. And that that's what I got to see, the joy of that, the bonding of that, the connection of that, the uh, ways that people are being able to share what God's doing and, uh, and how God uses other people in that too because they're articulating their experience and people are getting words for it and waking up to it. At one point today when somebody was sharing about an experience and asked a question, drew, drew something out of me and the teaching 
somebody said, I just can't stay quiet anymore. I just got to talk about what I'm waking up to, what I'm realizing, what the Lord is teaching me right now, and got up and shared something very vulnerable that was going on in his life, that he had a light bulb come on, and he was able to open up and receive empathy from me in that moment, and it really touched him in that, and we were able to come around him and pray for him, and um, I'm excited for what God's going to do of bringing healing to his soul in an area that he revealed was a need that this man didn't even know. It's a beautiful thing, uh, God's people together in uh, that sort of uh, devotion to Jesus and emotional honesty where there's a safety and a trust and uh, we're all trying to learn together so that we can be more loving to the people in our lives and be more effective as leaders and so yeah, it's um, it was so fun for me to uh, see you just giddy this morning as you were going to get to teach and be with the community on retreat, and then to hear you when you called in the car on the way um, the way back uh, this afternoon, telling me telling me about your experience. Yeah, well, it's, one of the things that's so exciting is that you know God had provided for us to have people in place that they aren't just showing up to this retreat and parroting you and I. These are people who we've been journeying with for decades, who have been through the Institute, who have been learning from Soul Shepherding. Uh, one of them is our daughter, who's learned and grown with us. Yeah, our daughter, Bri- Brianna Galtier. Yeah. She's been through our program, and she's been doing spiritual direction ministry informally for a decade. Yeah, so, yeah, blessing and a to lot see of her ministry leadership herself, and yeah. and to see her pair with Todd Radarmel, uh, been a lead pastor for over thirty years and a, a coach to pastors, uh, and on our staff now after coming into Soul Shepherding as a pastor fifteen years ago, and coming into our retreats and uh, our processes of uh, mentorship and and growing as a leader and having us at his church and so forth and. Yeah, and seeing them uh, team teach and and having uh, Dave Romaldi, our supervisor for all of our spiritual directors and another spiritual director on our staff. Our senior spiritual director, Susan Snyder. Yeah, leading healing prayer. Uh, so blessed to have Susan on the team. Yeah, so these are four of the people that we're talking about who were leading this, this community. And she's leading spiritual direction, offering spiritual direction at the retreat, and she's leading the women's soul shepherding groups and they've been just so rich. People just kept saying, it's been so rich. It's been so deep. It's been so healing. It's been so life-giving. Uh, they talked about how they have been, ex- how fun it's been to be experiencing through these other people's lives. They're living out what they've been learning from us. But these people now are sharing through their own stories, their own experiences and, and for them to get to hear and see that, and we get to see it. We see it transfer all the time in the lives of people that we've been raising up or people that come through our trainings, but yeah, for I mean, them to had... get to see it, they haven't gotten to see it so much. I mean, they, they have as, some of them are meeting with our spiritual directors and those and from our faculty if they're in our training, but this was on a whole nother level to have the whole retreat. Yeah, because they led the whole retreat yeah. together. Yeah, one of the one of the women said, my first, this was my second retreat. My first retreat helped my soul learn to breathe again. And now this one is teaching me to how to live in the overflow. Mm. 
Mm, love that. You know, some people will say, well, you know, I, I'm not a leader. Can I come? And almost everybody who says that, they're a leader. They just don't feel like they're a leader. That's exactly and right. And the Bible is full of so many unlikely leaders who mm-hmm. are who are shepherds, who are serving God. Is I mean, it's not only for uh, lead pastors. Right. We have lead pastors, and we, we put them together in, in a group, and we give them uh, special uh, mentoring and care, and our, our heart is for all, all the pastors for sure. But there's all kinds of uh, pastoral shepherding ministry positions that are uh, servants of the Lord, and they come too. We have so. a lot of lay leaders that come through. We have a lot of mothers, mothers of multiple children. It's been amazing to me how many um, come through homeschooling moms. We have people that are, we've had a lot of medical doctors and, that aren't even necessarily in medical missions, but just. Some are medical missions and some are just serving as, as doctors. And a lot of them learn the importance of needing to care for their soul. And when you're when you're giving, whether you're giving out at home as a parent, or whether you're giving out professionally in crisis settings, or you know urgent needs, caring for other people, your soul needs feeling filling. You need soul care, and so and that's the common denominator. Most most of the people in our community mm-hmm. um, probably have difficulty asking for what they need. Yeah, because they're so responsible. Yeah. And so helpful and so caring for other people all the time. Yeah, we've and had several missionary care people. And there was uh, last week, one of the missionary care people just cried because one of our leaders cooked Brussels sprouts for her Yeah, because she loves Brussels sprouts and she never gets Brussels sprouts. And so he he went to the store and he bought Brussels sprouts and he cooked Brussels sprouts for her for dinner as part of the dinner that night. And she was just in tears. She was like, nobody does that for me. No, nobody yeah. pays attention. And this, this man is particularly gifted in noticing and observing people and little things like that, that they enjoy. And then he, he surprises them that way and just caring for the caregivers. Yeah. We, we love to uh, share the ministry of hospitality. You know, I just always remember Christy, how we began soul shepherding with retreats in our home mm-hmm. and meeting with pastors and ministry spouses and other leaders in our home or uh, at a coffee shop or on a hiking trail. I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter this or, or the office, but it, the, the point was it's just uh, life on life. It's heart to heart connection and wanting it to be personable. And learning from Dallas to serve what we're cooking, just to overflow it organically, just share what God was teaching us and doing in our lives. Well, and that's the joy of leadership that so many of us lose in our various mm-hmm. roles of leadership and service is we, we lose that, that joy um, and, and the intimacy with God that we, we had in, in the initial call or uh, embarking on our, our work. And we, we are prone to lose that mm-hmm. over the years. And so to help people discover the, the secret sauce of serving what you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Ser- serving what God's cooking with you in the kitchen of your soul mm-hmm. is a big deal. And yeah. so uh, that's what you did today. Well, it's what God's been teaching and leading and showing me, Bill, is that these retreats are not about me. They're not about my teaching. They're not about your teaching. I mean, yeah, God's given us amazing things he's taught us that it's a joy to share. But what's really significant is the way that the Holy Spirit is meeting each person personally mm-hmm. through all kinds of little things that are so beyond us uh, that where God's provided through other people in our leadership team, through um, things that people are 
receiving through the, the notebooks or the spiritual exercises, the tools that God's given us to give through the community, through others in the community, through something somebody else says. Remember uh, last week's retreat, a, a huge healing came to one woman because of a share of another woman in the soul shepherding mm-hmm. group. And she, she heard the woman share, Jesus loves infants and it wrecked her. And she was like, that was an invitation from Jesus to love the little infant in her who was in need of care. And God just met her deeply in that, in the retreat and brought about some real soul healing. And the reason why these things happen is mostly, well, entirely because we have a great God who mm-hmm. loves us so much. Mm-hmm. And because we're in a context of being immersed yes. Yes. in God's presence. So yeah, And we're all coming, pressing in to be close to Jesus, all coming with faith. Mm-hmm. We've, we've set boundaries in our lives. We've made hard sacrifices to get there. We've asked for prayer. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're coming expectant. We're coming, reaching our hand out to Jesus. And he meets us. Yes, and the uh, very few of us set aside time in the way that we all do together at the Soul Shepherding mm-hmm. Institute retreats. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us, if we take a retreat, it's it's probably really fun, uh, really busy, and it's a good thing. But it's not this kind of a retreat. It's mm-hmm. not it's not an intimacy with Jesus retreat. There's not uh, soul space. And uh, it's, it's probably a day retreat or maybe two days or maybe three days. But we're, we're setting aside five days to be unplugged from normal responsibilities and just be focused on uh, loving God and letting God love us and being in a community with people. And it's everyone is surprised. Christy and I aren't surprised. Our staff isn't surprised because we've experienced it time and time again. But people who are new are surprised, like, well, I have all these friends I didn't know I, I had. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there's a kindred spirit. Yes. Yeah. And we need that. Like you said in a podcast last week, we need to be listened to. And we need safe places where we can be listened to. And that's what these communities are. And they're places where we can listen to ourselves before the Lord, too, where we're able to get in touch with things that we don't normally have time or space to get in touch with because we're, we're moving fast or we're preoccupied or we're present to other things and people. And so to, to have a place we're invited into where we can be present to ourselves and to God and to one another um, is really a good thing in these rhythms that we practice together, our blessing. Bill, I haven't even told you this, but I've been still practicing the rhythms this week, even though we're not on retreat, I've been meditating on the scriptures. We asked them to meditate on, and I've been praying those Psalms and those scriptures and Colossians three and praying them for the group, praying them for you, praying them for me. And it's blessed me, even though I'm not at the retreat, Mm, even though I haven't been able to be at the retreat, engaging in all the rhythms we have, um, just engaging as I've been able to from home, while being with you and taking care of you, I've been blessed by that rhythm because it's so intentional. That's inspiring. Thank you for doing that and for sharing that. What a, what a blessing for all of us that you've been praying God's word for us. Yeah, well, it, it's been a blessing for me. And I, I knew, well, I didn't want all of the retreat to be stolen from me. Yep. So that was part of it. And also my heart still was attached to the people there and I wanted to feel close to them and in tune with them. And by practicing the same rhythms helped me to pray for them and to be with them. And I was hoping I was going to get to go be with them in person like I was today. Yeah. But So it also helped me just to step in to where 
they were knowing the immersion of what they've been doing too. Yeah, so to come back to something you said a minute ago about listening to God, and you know, I think we all would say we want to listen to God, but maybe we often miss out because we try to go at that directly. We, we try to be like abrupt about it and just, you know, straight listen to God. But so often to hear God, we first need to get our emotional ears unplugged. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to say it. There's gunk in there mm-hmm. that has to come out for us to be able to hear. Yes. And so when we're in a context like at our institute retreats and you meet with a spiritual director, it might seem like, well, what's so big deal about spending 45 minutes talking to someone who listens to you and prays for you. Uh, But the depth at which they do that and the fact that you're in this immersed uh, experience and this community uh, uh, is extremely powerful for people. Yeah, and God usually puts his finger on something that then when you begin to say it and share it out loud with someone, it becomes clearer and you see, oh, God's here. God's got something for me. Yeah, and we you can even experience this just meeting even apart from a retreat. It's it's even more powerful on retreat is what we're talking about. But uh, in the course of our daily life, meet with a spiritual director and be uh, listened to. Uh, you and I have spent hundreds of hours, each of us um, individually, uh, and between each other as uh, uh, soul friends, and the power of receiving the ministry of listening prayer and uh, spiritual care and guidance, it is just so enormous for helping us to hear God. Yeah. It, it unplugs our ears. Where yeah. We've got some backed up stress or repressed emotion and needs or uh, stuff that we, we just need to be listened to. We need to be prayed for. And, and then we're better able to see what God is doing in our life and hear what he might be, be saying. Yeah, I mean, you did that for me this morning in bed. I had been... Yeah, we both uh, woke in, in the middle, of, it was like 4 a.m., I think, yeah, or something. You had a coughing fit, and it was uh, pretty hard for you, and so we were both awake, and we were praying and listening, and then I said, you wake? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk? <laughs> and you did. You listened to me, and it re- you cared for my soul in that. It was really helpful. You let me process things that I had been... Um, praying and seeking the Lord on and wrestling with, with where's God in this storm in this area? I see him here. I see him there, what he's doing there. But um, this part, I don't know. And you listened to me. It was, it was really. Well, it was an honor, Christy, to feel your emotions with you and to pray with you and just to, and over the course of the conversation, to look for God and all of that. And yeah, I, you, I I think I know what you'll say, but I'd like for our listeners to hear. I mean, if you would have gone and spoken and led the retreat today without that empathy, how would it have been different for you? Yeah, well, it would have been definitely different because one of the things that I received from you and you're listening to me in bed this morning that I told you is I was receiving the holding of the Lord through you holding that space for me and holding me emotionally by listening to my emotions. And uh, it, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but I felt very strong and empowered. And I, I really credit a lot of that to you holding that, giving me his holding 
Now, of course, not everybody can get a spiritual direction session at 4 a.m. <laughs> and so that's not the point. The point is the power of it when you can, uh, and when you do have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you were in a special situation of crisis. So I think God provided that yeah, for you I at 4 a.m. Pro- so. I was processing some of the trauma of what we've been through with your health this week. And um, it really helped me to be able to process that, find words to express it, confess my experience with it, receive your empathy in it, and validation of what I was feeling, and then Jesus's care for me in that. And so sometimes you're not able to receive that, um, I mean, let alone spiritual direction, just so you're not able to receive that, that empathy and that care in that point of need. So let, let's imagine that you hadn't had that opportunity and you still needed to go do your responsibility, which in this case was to teach the retreat, which you've done many times. You've been mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. And how do you handle that? Well, I would have been praying and thanking God that when I'm weak, he's strong. Mm-hmm. And I would have been entrusting to him the unresolved emotions from the trauma and the need that I had uh, to meet that at the right time, to provide me at the right time, but to not let that get in the way of what he had for his people today. So in other words, you you wouldn't have shoved the um, emotional distress down no. and just pushed forward to do your duty. No. You, you would have um, felt it and flagged it mm-hmm. in prayer and said, you know, Lord, I know that you care yeah. for me here. Yes. And you'll help me come back to this. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't have repressed or denied it. No, I would have been, like I did, was honest about it, but then put it on the shelf there. It'll be there later too. And God and I can of, go back to that. Because of all the experiences you've had in the past of receiving spiritual direction from professional spiritual directors, from uh, friends where you give each other spiritual direction, uh, you and me, many other ways in your devotional life and spiritual disciplines that you do. And so it's because these things adding up, mm-hmm. you're able to recall with a sense of of trust in God that the Lord does care for you in that place, even though you have not yet experienced, say, the, the release or the healing with that particular issue, the other issues in your life and needs and crisis points or trauma triggers or you have right that that gives me confidence but too for the sake of our listeners bill i mean i dropped to the fo- floor in a ball and i mean a, yeah in a ball and cried really hard this week in the midst of that mm-hmm. storm when everything i was doing for you wasn't working and i didn't know what to do and i felt alone in that and um i felt scared i felt afraid of losing you and I felt overwhelmed with the responsibility of caring for you and feeling like I was failing at it. So it's not that we don't have painful emotions in the midst of these storms. We do. And that's part of what I was processing with you. Mm-hmm. I think we're running out of time or so yeah. much. More. I want to, <laughs> yeah. we, we've already, Christian and I have already processed this. So that's kind of like a whole other uh, podcast we could do to, uh, share with our friends because um, I feel like I'm leaving you hanging right now by now if I don't go on for like five more minutes giving you the empathy and uh, 
appreciation. Uh, no, you've, you've filled me with empathy. So, I'm overflowing with your oh. empathy and love and validation. I don't, I don't have a need for more. Yeah. I just say that because I wouldn't want our listeners to think that, well, I've received so much empathy in the past that I didn't really, you know, have an emotion or fear of not getting what I needed oh, this time. Right. Yeah. And the reality is, no, I did have mm-hmm. fear that I wasn't going to get what I needed mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So, and that's yeah. normal to feel that. Yeah. Well, Lord, we just pray for each one listening. And there is someone listening who is in that place of uh, curling up in a ball and crying in a dark corner and feeling alone and like their prayers aren't being answered. And there's someone else who's sick or has a loved one that's sick. Uh, There's someone else who's leading and serving you and is just utterly depleted, uh, just uh, bone dry in their soul and uh, uh, it just seems like a, a wistful dream to imagine experiencing what Christy's talking about in the Soul Shepherding Institute retreat community and uh, others were just stressed and having trouble finding time uh, for a daily devotion let alone uh, a five day retreat and so I just pray Lord you'd meet each one of us where we are and administer your hope uh, that there is a sunrise for our soul and uh, you don't leave anyone out and there is opportunity for a, uh, a refreshing, a, a renewal, uh, a deep healing of the soul and pray that you would uh, provide that for each of our friends and provide them the encouragement that they need uh, for their life, their relationships and their ministry and pray that we could meet together sometime at a Soul Shepherding Institute retreat. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm excited to invite you to join Bill and me and our new community of students who will be joining our class in spiritual direction. This is a two-year journey where you can earn a certificate in spiritual direction. It's been life-changing for hundreds of our students who have completed it. And it includes four Soul Shepherding Institute retreats, as well as online monthly classes with Soul Shepherding friends and so much more. We start a new class each year in March, and you can sign up by visiting soulshepherding.org or searching Soul Shepherding, become a spiritual director and follow the link also in our show notes. But we'd love to have you apply and jump in and start this new class this year. We accept students to join in our class all the way up through July 1st. If you didn't make that March deadline, we have a grace period for the next two months as well. We look forward to continuing to journey with you and following Jesus. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 